Hey guys, welcome in to the Outspoken Sportscast. This is your host, Brian, and um, it is episode 101 this week. We broke episode 100 last week, and um, I didn't do an episode on Tuesday. I had a lot going on. We had winter weather here in Texas, and I've been off work, and that's why I'm doing this so early today is because I have the day off. So um, as you notice, Jeff isn't on the podcast with me right now. We, we uh, He's got his new job we talked about a couple weeks ago. And he's working on his schedule and just trying to figure a time that we can get him on here as well and work out with our schedules. Um, so going forward, it'll be me for just a little bit. He's going to come on here next Friday, hopefully, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl as we get into that. And um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm in shock at the Bengals won last week, but I am rooting full fledged for the Bengals uh, next week. But we have to wait a week. They had the skills and um, competition and everything. This, you know, uh, yesterday I believe, and they have the Pro Bowl this week. I don't know if you guys really into that. I don't watch the Pro Bowl. Um, I do watch the the skills competition and stuff. But um, and I I didn't I didn't even know it was on, so I actually missed it. But I like watching that. The Pro Bowl is a joke. But anyways, I digress. Here's episode one hundred and one. The spotlight of the week is the Brian Flores situation that broke this last weekend or this last week. Um, very interesting stuff to talk about there. And then we got the headlines of the week, and we'll go ahead and jump into that. So Brian Flores comes out and sues the NFL. This broke last – this broke last Monday, Tuesday – it broke the same day, it broke a couple hours actually after Tom Brady announced his retirement. So um kind of took away from, from Tom Brady's retirement there. But Brian Flores suing the NFL for racial discrimination in their hiring practices. And this all started. Brian Flores got fired for the Miami Dolphins, and that that was um 
one that I kind of scratched my head on. So Brian Flores has been a really good head coach. He brought the Miami Dolphins back-to-back winning seasons the first time in 20 years. You're going to fire the guy. So, but we'll get more into that in a little bit here as he kind of breaks down kind of the reasons why he thinks he was fired from that job. But this all started, Brian Flores had an interview with the New York Giants um, two Thursdays ago, okay? And he got a text from Bill Belichick, who used to be Brian Flores' boss. He was head coach, and Brian Flores was uh, on on Bill Belichick's staff. He congratulated him on getting the Giants' job. Flores said, are you hearing something I, I'm not? Because I haven't inter- interviewed for that job yet. This was on a Tuesday. He was supposed to interview on Thursday. Bill then said, my bad. Um, it looks like they're going with Brian DeBall. I screwed this up. Um, Brian DeBall's offensive coordinator from the Buffalo Bills, which they did end up hiring him. So it seemed that the Giants interview with Brian Flores on Thursday, it seemed to be just a Rooney Rule checkoff, right? They just needed to interview a African-American coach. Now, the Rooney Rule... That's what it states. The Rooney rule is to have um, teams that are searching for coaches, they must interview an African-American coach. They must interview uh, or an African-American candidate, right? That's what the Rooney rule states. Now, I don't like the Rooney rule. I think it's crap. I, I don't like it one bit, and it sets up for situations like these. They You bring in a guy that... Just just to check off a box, have no real intentions on hiring them. Now, I'm not saying that's what the New York Giants did here. Okay, I'm not trying to say that at all. But when you go look at what uh, the Dallas Cowboys, before they hired Coach McCarthy, they brought in Marvin Lewis, the first person they brought in, and then they brought in Mike McCarthy. They hired Mike McCarthy, right? Marvin Lewis seemed to like to be, now they claim it wasn't the Rooney Rule checkoff box. So when you have a rule like that, you're bringing a lot of guys in that they have no intentions on hiring. And they had to bring them in because of the color of their skin. And I get the reason for the rule, right? Um, they want to bring in more, um, more African-American people, you know, more diversity into the NFL, which is all well said and great, right? Fantastic. But when you're doing this, isn't it kind of embarrassing for that coach, right? If you or or for that person that came in, got an interview and didn't get the job, or you got to think to yourself, you know, was I just a Rooney Rule checkoff? Um, I don't know. I just I don't like the rule. I don't know what the answer is, right? There's 32 teams, and there's only right now one African American coach. Um. I don't know what I don't know what I don't know I have an answer to fix fix it. I just think the Rooney rule itself is dumb. Um in my opinion. Am I wrong there? Am I right? I don't know. Let me tell tell, tell me what you guys think because you know, I, I'd rather go into an interview knowing that, you know, they 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 brought me in there for what they see, the potential they see in me, and not just, you know, my skin color to check off a box and no intentions on hiring me. So, so Brian Flores, 
basically went to this interview on Thursday with the Giants, knowing that he had no, they had no intentions on hiring him if if he believes that this is true. Um, and it was just a waste of his time. The New York Giants come out and said that this is not true. They break, you know, that this is BS. Basically, and that that Brian Flores is wrong. Now, this is where it gets interesting, and I think this is where the story of the really for the NFL will become the big issue. It won't become the the racial discrimination that Brian Flores is wanting it to 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 be looked at. It this is what the NFL is going to take from all this, in my opinion. Flores claims that the Miami Dolphins owner, Ross, wanted Flores to lose games and would be paid $100,000 for every loss, and Flores said he refused to take the, to do that. He refused to lose. That is a big issue. That is huge. And I think the NFL, they're already going on and investigating this. That's the huge issue here, as far as what the NFL will take out of this, right? As far as what they're going to take out of this. Brian Flores is on an uphill battle. It's it's hard to um it's going to be hard to prove racism with any of this. It really is. But I think the NFL will look at that being paid to lose games way harder than the other, the other aspect of this, and you know, team tank is fine. I, 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 I think team, I think tanking is fine in sports. Teams do it all the time. They do it in NBA. They do it in baseball. They do it in in, in NFL. It happens, and you do that so you get better picks, so you then you can rebuild your team. But to actually come out and pay a coach, that's taking it to the next level. That is a whole nother level. Brian Flores refused to take the money, refused to lose, and he said it was basically an attack on the integrity of the game, and that's what the NFL cannot have. You cannot have an integrity of the game issue, and if this is found now, I don't know if the owner Ross is dumb enough to put this in writing, but if Brian Flores can can prove that, then they, they might force Ross to lose his franchise, to lose and sell his team, because that is unacceptable um, by the NFL standards, so that is a, that is what they're going to be keyed in on here, in my opinion. I don't think much comes out of out of any other claims that he's made, but he also claims that Ross wanted Flores to go meet with Tom Brady. Flores refused because he said it was tampering, and Ross said, "Come meet me on my yacht." They had a meeting on their yacht. They said that he set up. Flores came out to the yacht. Tom Brady was on the boat, was on the yacht, and he wanted Flores to go talk to him. And Flores walked away and refused because it would have been tampering at the time. So he claims because he refused, um, because he wasn't willing to to break the rules and be do shady things, that Flores was eventually fired by the Miami Dolphins, and. So he's suing Miami, he's suing the Giants, and now he's suing the Denver Broncos. Flores claims that when he interviewed with the Broncos and John Elway and other representatives for the Denver Broncos showed up, they were impaired and physically drunk. Now, the Denver Broncos and John Elway have come out and said that this is hogwash and he's 
and it just just basically denying it. The Giants denied it. The Miami Dolphins owner denied it. There are going to be investigations into this. These this is huge because Brian Flores interviewed for the Saints head coach, and he also is a finalist for the Houston Texans head coach. He let the teams. He 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 said, "Hey, this is what I'm going to do. Just so you're aware." Of before you interview me, before you just figure out if you want to give me a job or not. Now I'm surprised. Before this came out, I was surprised Brian Flores was still on the market because I think Brian Flores is a good head coach. I thought what he did there in Miami was good. Um, I can't believe he got fired. But if all that stuff's going on behind the scenes, now it makes a little more sense of why he would be fired if he's not willing to be a team player and do those things that the, that he claims that Miami off want him to do. Now, so Brian Flores, I, I think he's untouchable now in the NFL. Will he ever coach again? I don't know. Maybe become a college head coach. And he knows. They interviewed him, and he, went, he did the rounds on first take and or first fake and, and all that stuff, right? Um, good morning, uh, ESPN, whatever our show is. Anyways. He did the rounds, and he says, I know the risk that come with this. You know, and, and he, it's always, you know, if you're willing to risk everything to stand up for what you believe in, that's that takes some balls, it takes some guts, right? And um, kudos to Brian Flores. If, if this stuff happened and this is the way he feels, then he's doing what he thinks is right. This might cost him his coaching career. He knows that. He says that there's a bigger picture here. I don't know if the NFL will ever hire Brian Flores back as a head coach. Um, I don't know if the Houston Texans are going to give him the job or the New Orleans Saints. I don't know. I don't think they will. I don't think they will hire him And I, after this lawsuit, and I don't think teams will hire him either because of it. Um. Whether that be right or wrong, you know, that is what it is. Now, will you look at what he's claiming here? And he's claiming racial discrimination in hiring practices. And it's going to be hard to claim. It's, or it's going to be hard to prove, right? To me, if, even if John Elway and the Denver Broncos did show up drunk to a meeting, that, that doesn't, that's not racism. That's... Um, poor management. It was poor. Uh, it was a bad decision by management there in Denver. Um, the whole Giants thing, it's a, that does look a little fishy, right? But it's going to be hard to prove just because you got a text from Bill Belichick that, you know, that's going to be hard to prove there. And then with Miami, if all that stuff happened, it's still going to be hard to prove racism um you can you know it's just an uphill battle for brian flores and um i just don't know if he's gonna win maybe the league settles before they go to court maybe you know he gets a lot of money and and he's probably not a coach somewhere else i, I don't know but what i see and i hear all this story to me the nfl is going to, to take the biggest action against the um, being paid to lose. That's what they're going to take from this, in my opinion. 
I, I don't like the Rooney rule. I don't know what they're going to do in the NFL when it comes to that. But um, this is a very interesting story, and, and things happen behind the scenes in the, in the NFL all the time, right? We just usually don't hear about it. If what Miami, if what he said was true about Miami, I think they should force him to sell the team. You cannot, you cannot pay your head coach and, and pay them money to lose games. That's when it becomes an integrity of the game issue, and that's what the NFL will not stand for. The NFL says that you know came out and says we will you know investigate these claims, but he you know they had a harsh stance saying that these claims are false. And they were there, so it's a battle right now between Brian Flores and NFL, and uh, we'll see what happens. I don't think Brian Flores is going to win, and you know, if you're looking at it from from Brian Flores' side, and all these things are true, especially with the Miami Dolphins, you know, it's like Brian Flores did the right thing, right? Brian Flores didn't take money to lose, right? He didn't go tamper with Tom Brady. And it's like, this guy's being punished now for doing the right thing. That's what it seems. That's what it seems like, right? Um, we're going to see what happens. We are going to see what happens. Um, I hope he gets hired on as a coach somewhere. I think the Houston Texans would be great for him. Or actually, he would be great for the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans are horrible. but um, Or the New Orleans Saints. But will Brian Brian Flores be blackballed? That could happen. You know, that could definitely happen. All right, guys. Um, I mean, if you haven't noticed, I'm wearing. I got this new hat, Texas Ranger baseball hat. I'm excited for the the Rangers. I'm excited for Major League Baseball to continue or to to play this year, and excited for the Rangers. So I had to, I had to give me a couple hats. They got me two hats. You'll see me wear them more during baseball, but I had to show them off today. All right, guys, let's go ahead and jump into the headlines of the week. All right, interesting story this week. Headline number one, Tom Brady officially retires, right? Last episode, did he retire? Did he not retire? What's going on? Don't get my hopes up. But no, Tom Brady did officially retire this week, and he retired in a nine-page Instagram post thanking many of the Bucks organization and teammates. But he didn't mention anything in this nine pages about the Patriots, New England, the fans, Bill Belichick, any of that. He didn't mention any of that in his nine-page retirement speech. Um. Very interesting, right? I, I, does he still have some some blood against him, some bad blood against him for letting him walk? I I, I mean, I, I think they, I think he does. Obviously, that is huge. That that'd be like uh, you know, any other franchise quarterback, legendary quarterback retiring, going somewhere else and retiring with him, and then going, yeah, I'm retiring. I want to thank thank my second team. That'd be like Brett Favre going, hey, I want, I want to thank the. Uh, Minnesota Vikings are all you done, and uh, see you later. Wait, what? What happened to the Packers? What? What? You know, Tom Brady. What? What? what why did you not include the Patriots, who you spent most of your career with? I think he does have 
of some grudges held there against them. And uh, whether it be Bill Belichick and, and, and letting him go, I think he does. He's like, how dare you let me go? So um, very interesting. The, the, the faithful up there cannot be too happy about that. Does he sign a one-day contract to retire for retire a Patriot? That's interesting, too, because a lot of times that happens, but it, it didn't with Tom Brady. Number two, the Vikings are set to hire Rams offensive coach or offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell after the Super Bowl. It can't be, it can't be finalized until after the Super Bowl. Very interesting here because, you know, he said that they blew him away in the interview and he had a really good interview with them and they were looking to hire him. And they need, the Vikings need an offensive coordinator or they need an offensive minded head coach. They've had a defensive minded head coach for a long time. It didn't work out. Um, it didn't work out for him as far as ultimate goals and getting consistently to the playoffs and, and, and Super Bowls. So they went offensive minded here. I like that. They, they got a great offensive, um, great offensive weapons there in, in, in Minnesota. Um, Kirk cousins is a decent quarterback. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But my thing is, is, about Kevin O'Connell, he didn't call the plays there in the, with the Los Angeles Rams. It was McVay. So what did, what did he do? Is he going to take McVay's system over there to the Minnesota? So we'll see. I'm always interested to see what happens with those situations. And a little side note here is many believe that Harbaugh would have got this job and he would have left Michigan to come back to the Minnesota or come uh, to Minnesota. But that did not that did not. Uh, obviously happened in Harbaugh so this is his last time he will consider an NFL team so I don't think you'll be seeing him back in the NFL number three the Los Angeles Rams are the second team in history to be playing at home for the Super Bowl but the Rams are actually going to be the away team in their home stadium which I thought is kind of funny but I learned that the NFC and AFC teams alternate home and away during Super Bowl Last year was the um, was the uh, excuse me. Last year was the NFC's turn to be home. So this year it's the NFC's turn. NFC's chance or turn to be away. So the the Rams are playing home. They're considered the away team in the NF, in in the Super Bowl. So that's pretty funny. Number four, the MLB requests the federal mediator to assist in the CBA talks. The CBA talks continue to go so we can have baseball back this year as, as spring training is supposed to start like next week or this week, and that's not going to happen. But they believe this is the best decision to move things forward and get baseball back as soon as possible. Now, Usually, when you hear federal mediator, they're bringing a federal mediator, and it means that they're they're far from, um, they're far from agreeing. So they need someone to come in and and and, and be the middleman. Um, maybe that is, you know, that doesn't sound like a good sign, right? That doesn't sound like a good sign. It's like when when mommy and daddy get divorced and they decide we'll do this, we'll do this uh, if we can agree on things without the courtroom without a judge. And then they're like, ah, no, at the end of it, we need a judge, right? We need a judge. I need a courtroom. Cause this is things going South. It kind of feels like that. I hope not. They, they, the, the reports say that other, other franchises or other teams or sports have, 
have done this before in soccer and NFL actually as well and NHL, and that's moved the progress forward faster. So hopefully that's true. We get baseball back on track. I am excited and ready for um, some baseball and my Texas Rangers. And um, I'm more I'm more looking forward to the to Texas Rangers this year than I am for to finish watching the basketball season. So that tells you anything. Number five, the Jacksonville Jaguars hire former Super Bowl coach Doug Peterson. Um, Doug Peterson. You know, he brought a Super Bowl to the Eagles, and he coached Carson Wentz. And when Wentz went down, he helped Foles take him to the Super Bowl. He, I'm hoping he can take that same magic of working with quarterbacks and help Trevor Lawrence out in Jacksonville. And they've had a very strange offseason as far as head coaches go. We thought Brian Leffert was going to go there. Um, he demanded a lot of things. They didn't want to do those things. And so eventually Doug Peterson, who a lot thought right off the bat we're going to get the job, ends up back there. And I hope all the best well for Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. He's going to need a lot of help. Um, but I'm hoping he can turn the Trevor Lawrence train around. Trevor Lawrence came out of the in a uh, college football looking to be one of or had very high expectations and standards put upon him. And um, – We'll see if he can live up to that. We'll see if Doug Peterson can get that out of him. I think he got the best out of uh, Nick Foles when he needed to, and I think he got the best out of Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz that year looked like the MVP of the season before he got hurt. He coached Foles up, and he's a quarterback guy. So we'll see if he can turn that around Jacksonville there. It's going to take a lot of work and a lot of, uh, a lot of hard work and dedication to turn that team around. So – Good luck there in Jacksonville to Doug Peterson. Um, that is your main story and your headlines of the week. I didn't do an episode on Tuesday, but I'm here on Friday doing this episode for you. And um, we'll have to see because when football season takes takes a lot of our um, a lot of our content, right? Obviously, it's the it's number one number one sport in America. And it covers a lot and it brings a lot of information. And it'll bring a lot of information even in the off season. We still got headlines and storylines and we got Super Bowl coming up next weekend and it'll be fantastic. So we do two episodes a week. Hopefully I'm I'm trying to continue two episodes a week when football's over. Um it's gonna be hard to fill that spot though. So we'll see what we got going forward after the NFL leaves us. But there's also another um football league starting up. Two months after the, after the Super Bowl, uh, let's see, April, March, um, I believe in April, maybe in March, maybe just a month. I saw a commercial for it the other day. Just is like it got eight teams and it. it doesn't look very. It doesn't look like it's going to succeed like most of the other ones haven't. But um, so after this, after the NFL, we'll see what we what will happen to the show. As far as going to once a week or not. Now, um, I'm hoping not, but we'll see. Like I said, Jeff is trying to figure out his new schedule and he's in a training. He's in a training schedule right now. So it's a little different than after he gets out of training with his new job and where he's able to be back here on the show um, and work in his normal hours. But life is a balance. 
And uh, I, I believe that big time that life is a balance as far as all the, all the balls you got up in the air in your life, right? I think about it, it's a juggle, right? You're juggling these balls. You got work. You got one for work. You got one for your family. You got one, um, you know, whether you're a husband or, or a father. You got all these balls up in the air and you got one for work and one for your hobbies and one. And it's about balancing that time you got with everybody. And it's gets tough balance. You try and find that balance the rest of your life. You got, I got four kids. I got to balance my time with each and every one of them. Every time I go to the store, Darla wants to go. I'm like, Darla, I can't take you every time, bro. Okay. I got four kids. I got to spend, I got to take, you know, I got to share my time with each and every one. It's that balance. Throw throw the balance, right? Throw a ball in there for each kid you got. I got to spend time with Darla and Lorelai and, and Phoebe and Annabelle and, I got to I got to be a good husband and I got to be a good father and I got to be a good co- a good coworker and then I got to do my job and I got to it's a balance. It's a balance about finding time with your with your with your wife, you know, like four kids finding that time with the wife just us two is hard. It's hard to do. Like I said, it's that balance. Jeff's trying to find that balance with his new job and his schedule and time to spend with his wife and time to do the podcast and he's a busy guy. And I'm a busy guy, and so it's it's hard to find that time. So Jeff will be on here when he finds that balance, um, and we're all we'll be looking for that balance in life for the rest of our lives when things change, um, and and everything else. And and my kids are young, so when they get older and they get into sports and they get into this and they get into dance or whatever they want to do, it's you throw another ball onto your onto your juggle of life, and you've got to find that balance. And you won't always find it. Yeah, um, you won't always find that balance each week, and it's a it's a forever moving thing to try and find. So find the balance. It's hard to do. I got a. It's my birthday this month, and I got me some uh, really cool cornhole boards coming. When they come, I will show them on the show here for you. It they are they are. Um, cornhole boards and they are custom painted for our podcast page and show. So I'm going to show those when they come. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. We we have um, we we have a I wish I could bring them in here and show you. It's probably too hectic to do that. I got a four month old Great Dane. He's four and a half months, 65 pounds. We're actually getting another Great Dane. Um, February 20th we're getting his brother or whatever you want to call it his playmate so he has a buddy to play with because he's got he's got quite a bit of energy but um not as energetic as like a lab or boxer or anything like that but we're getting another one so we'll have two miniature horses running around the house and they're just fun breeds to 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 have and uh anywho we'll be celebrating my 11th year uh wedding anniversary this year so we gotta figure out the time to do a date night again balance (laughs) it's balance and it's hard to find the right amount of balance for all the things you got and it's something we will battle um it snowed it iced here in texas it sleeted all night long the other night and then it snowed upon that so we have snow and and thick ice underneath it i was off thursday and friday i don't know if we're working tomorrow or not um if so it'll be It'll be um, it'll be what it is, what it is, you know, 
it'll be a long Saturday at work. Hopefully um, we don't, I mean, I'm hoping we don't work till Monday and then we'll just go back Monday on a fresh start, but we'll see what happens from here. Guys, stay safe out there with the ice and the sleet and the snow and the winter weather. We don't get it a lot here in Texas. Not all now. The grid didn't fill us last last couple of days. Some people were without power, but they said that was because of the ice on the power lines and stuff like that, and not actually the grid itself. So we were able to keep power and stay warm and have electricity, and it wasn't nowhere near as bad as it was last year. So hopefully, this winter weather is out of here in Texas. I don't like it. It can go and stay up north, and I'll take my 90-degree weather uh, any day over being frozen. So, um, guys, come follow us. Come come, click the share. Come like us here on – we stream to um, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We have, we're on every podcast platform you can think of, and we are on social media. We are on TikTok and all the above. Getting ready for the Super Bowl weekend next week. We'll see what happens with that. I'll give we'll jump on here and give you our predictions for the Super Bowl. But hey, go Bengals, baby. Go Bengals. I hope they win it. All right, guys. Well, that's gonna be it for this episode 101. Hope you guys uh liked it and let me know. Let me know what you think. All right, guys, take care. God bless. <laughs>